All right, you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. And this is a message to ISIS, ISIL, and all you Islamic ragheads worldwide. There is a bad moon on the rise. Sixteen months from now, there's going to be a man in the White House that is vowed to kick your ass. Near Isis, Isis, Isl, whatever the hell you call your ragheaded selves. Now, you liberals that are hiding under your desk, sucking your thumbs. Bowing down to political correctness and impugning and besmirching and making fun of us individuals, us American patriots that are standing up to all this raghead BS that Obama's trying to ram down America's throat, just stay where you're at. We'll take care of business. Got your stuff together, Islam? Got your prayer rugs all wrapped up and rolled up, ready to call back, crawl back into your spider holes. We're coming to get you. Donald Trump gonna kick ass and take some names. Mohammed Ali Razir Khan, that's on the check that box. We're coming after you. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, welcome to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Anything goes. Like the song says, like the lyrics say, bad moon on the rise. That bad moon is a bad-ass dude who is sweeping the country, standing up in front of the American people, and he's taking no crap from anybody, and he is laying it out there for all of you Islamic radicals to hear plain and as loud as he possibly can he's coming for you when he's elected all you folks that sign on to not uh, oh I don't know going after Islam saying it's just a peaceful religion you just stay where you're at under your desks under your beds hiding in the woodshed we patriots we veterans we military and donald trump will take care of business for you okay you know folks on the radar screen politically there are only two people that really count this is gary gatehouse's opinion mr donald trump and mr ted cruz to me they are the only ones that represent we the people they are the only ones that represent the blue-collared people of America. They are the only people who have common sense. They are the only people on that stage that are not attached politically. Oh yeah, I know Ted Cruz is a senator in the United States Senate. But he's a stepchild. He's on the outside looking in. He has stood against his own party time after time. He has set, sent up the red flag warning 
the American people and the Senate and the House of Representatives, things are coming down the pike that we will not like. We will not be able to tolerate. Well, his warnings have come to fruition. They are here. We have a rogue president in the White House. We have an individual that could care less about the American people. He's more interested in furthering the cause of his brothers and sisters under the Koran, Islam. That is where Obama stands. How many times, America, do we have to listen to a man that's supposed to represent the people of the United States and the security of our country, our children, our way of life, etc.? How many times do we have to stand for him to stand up in front of God and everybody and apologize and impugn those who want to protect our country? You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, this man is a threat to the United States of America, period. And anybody, anybody left or right, anybody, Republican or Democrat, anybody, liberal, socialist, Marxist, communist, conservative, whatever, that stands with this guy and stands with him shoulder to shoulder and makes excuses for him like the mainstream media does, Hollywood does, anybody that throws their hat in the ring and surrounds Obama with lies and uh, hateful rhetoric, well, you're just as guilty as he is. You're not really an American. Or you just don't have the damn common sense to understand what he's doing to your country. You know, folks... This has been going on for over seven years. This SOB in the White House has been lying about America, apologizing for we the people being the Americans we are, our way of life. He goes around the world and he surrounds himself with like people. Islam, Muslims. And he claims all along that he's fighting ISIL, as he likes to say. I would like to remind you Obama, that the first letter in ISIL is an I, and that I stands for Islamic or Islam. Now, being a, an American citizen who has children and grandchildren, just like most Americans out there do, adult uh, uh, Americans do, don't you think it's time? Don't you think it's time that we call this man on the carpet? and call Congress on the carpet, and we tell Congress under no unforgiving circumstances you will start impeachment proceedings against this treasonous SOB, you will start impeachment against him, or your ass is in, in deep water as well. You know, America has called for the impeachment of Obama for I know at least six or five or six years now. He started from day one going against we the people. From day one. Anytime any individual stands in front of a large group of people, a large group of international news media, etc., and apologizes for we the people for being what we are, what our country is, the greatest country on the face of the earth, and he goes after us, he calls us names, he says conservatives are a threat to the country. You know, put your uh, guns and hold on your guns and Bibles. We're idiots, as he calls us. 
And it's not just him. It's part of the Republican Party as well. The leadership of the Republican Party. This guy, Ryan, he gets up there and says, we're going to uh, issue a, a uh, it, oh, I don't know what he calls it, a bill, I guess, that tells Obama to pause, P-A-U-S-E, pause, the bringing of Syrian refugees, as they call them, into our country. Take a pause, Obama. Step back and kind of let it die down a little bit. We'll turn the other way. We won't say much. Just kind of let it die down. The American people only have an attention span of a couple nanoseconds. Let them go back to their stupid-ass ways. They'll forget all about this in a couple of days. And then hit the reset button. And then bring them in. Mr. Ryan, please remove the word pause in that bill and insert the bill, stop. Stop the plan to bring Syrians into this country. We don't want them here. Not now, not ever. And the thousand or so that are already on our soil, round their asses up and send them back to Saudi Arabia or Qatar, or somewhere. Let the Middle Eastern Muslim nations take care of them. Why do we have to uh, export them halfway around the world into Europe and the United States, into foreign lands, as far as Assyrians concerned? And why in the hell do you expect the American people to pay for the import of Syrians and ISIS Terrorist into our country. Because that's what it's going to boil down to. And folks, before we go to break, one more lie that that guy in the Rainbow House, formerly known as the White House, has told the American people, his whole staff and the State Department have stood up and said the same lie over and over again, that they had the ability to vet these people, all 86,000 of them, and clear them of all vestiges of any ties with terrorism, they're lying to us. They're lying to us. They are the same people that tell us when we ask them to get rid of that 20 million plus illegals in our country to round them up and send them back across the border. They're the same people who say we don't have that ability. We could never do that. We could never find them. They're hiding in the shadows. Were these people vetted? Were these people who come across our border vetted? Were they checked by the Obama administration? Hell no, they were uh, rode, uh, herded into buses and they were driven all over the United States and dumped in little Hispanic illegal enclaves in the major cities of the United States, just like he plans to dump these Syrians. Don't you see what he wants to do? He wants to completely segmate, segmate the United States of America. Break it into little segments of Syrians and Iranians and Hispanic uh, legals and all this. And there won't be an America. Look at the sanctuary cities. Our government's not doing anything about them. We have people living in those sanctuary cities, I dare say, or probably ISIS people putting their cells together. And they're protected by San Francisco and other sanctuary, Houston and other sanctuary cities throughout the United States. And these mayors of these cities call themselves Americans? 
They're not Americans. They're liberal, socialist, Marxist, progressive, communist pigs is what they are. And they're thumbing their nose at we the people. Because you see, they know better. They're saying to us, they're preaching out of their Bible of liberalism or whatever, my way or the highway. We know what's best. Obama is looking us straight in the face and saying, I don't give a damn what you want, you 31 states of America. We are going to do this and you can go straight to hell. That's what he's telling those governors. And the governors are saying, well, we don't really have the ability to stop it. Yes, you do. Every state has a National Guard. Every state has a National Guard. Threatened Obama that you will call out the National Guard and place them on the borders of that state and you will not allow one damn bus, truck, airplane, whatever into that state carrying Syrian refugees. This is Gary Gatehouse and we'll be back after a few short messages. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamericaradio.com. We'll be right back after the Phyllis Shafley Report. Stay tuned. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, pro-family leader, and author of 25 books, including the best-selling A Choice, Not an Echo. And now, here's Mrs. Schlafly. Liberals have perfected the art of exploiting a tragedy for political gain. We saw how the massacre of nine people at a Bible study inside a Charleston, South Carolina church was used to bring down the Confederate flag all over the South. Donald Trump is proving that conservatives can play that game, too. In the speech announcing his candidacy, Trump warned that when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending people who have lots of problems. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. A few days later, a young woman was shot and killed while walking with her father after taking pictures at a popular San Francisco tourist attraction. Francisco Lopez Sanchez, the Mexican who was charged with killing Kate Steinle, was a Mexican who had been convicted of seven felonies and had been deported five times. He absolutely should not have been free to walk the streets of San Francisco. Rarely has any political candidate been proved so tragically right so soon, but that has not stopped furious liberals from trying to make Trump the bad guy. Liberals have even been pressuring NBC and other liberal corporations to break Trump's contracts for the Miss USA pageant for buying clothing at Macy's and a celebrity golf outing. Most of the Republican establishment, including Mitt Romney and Jeb Bush, have rushed to denounce Donald Trump for raising the issue of criminal aliens from Mexico living in sanctuary cities. Among Republican presidential candidates, only Senator Ted Cruz and Dr. Ben Carson have welcomed Donald Trump. Dr. Carson said, we need to discuss things openly. I like people who are willing to say what they believe. 
Dr. Carson previously fought back against a defamatory accusation by some left-wing group, and he says political correctness is destroying our nation. Now, when I evaluate a candidate, the ability to resist liberal pressure is the most important. Cruz, Trump, and Carson are among the few who pass that test. The phrase, a choice, not an echo, comes from the title of Phyllis Schlafly's history-making book, The newly expanded anniversary edition documents how presidential candidates have been nominated for the last 50 years. Get your copy at a special discount at eagleforum.org. The stakes are higher than ever. So please go online to eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Liberty Council is a litigation, education, and policy organization established to preserve and advance religious freedom, the sanctity of human life, and the family. We have offices in various places around the United States and affiliate attorneys in all 50 states, plus a major outreach in the nation of Israel. Don't get discouraged about what's happening in our country and around the world. Get encouraged. Get on your knees in prayer and get involved. Stand with us in preserving our Judeo-Christian values. Visit lc.org. Good news. Fewer adults are smoking cigarettes than ever before. No matter how long you've been smoking or how old you are, it's never too late to quit. Almost immediately, you'll breathe better and your circulation will improve. You'll also be able to recover from illness and injury faster. Each day, your tobacco-free reduces your risk for conditions such as heart disease and stroke. For more information on quitting, talk to your health professional or call the National Quit Line at 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Take the first step to a healthier life. All right, folks, it's Friday. We're gearing up for the weekend, but we've got to have just a little bit of self-control. We've got to take charge, but we also uh, got to establish some limits, don't you know? All you folks over there in Europe, all you folks there in England, all my mates, all my patriots, working hard to take your respective countries back, Gary Gatehouse sends out all my love, all my respect. I honor you each and every day, you patriots, who are trying to do the right thing. God bless every one of you folks. knows, folks, some people are saying World War III is upon us. There's a person in a White House that doesn't even, probably doesn't even know there was a World War II. Stand by after the music. I've got some very important news for you about Barack Hussein Obama Jr., a very, very top-of-the-heap talking head, has said something about Obama that should resonate with every American, every patriot worldwide. Oh, and by the way, you liberals won't, you won't like 
what this wording is. You won't like it at all. But that's just tough crap. You're nothing but a little bunch of limp-wristed piggies anyway. Can you hear me down there under your desk? Do you have a radio under your bed? People of France, all you patriots over there, they are now finally waging war against an enemy that has occupied your country for some time. We patriots here in America, we conservatives, we people who love freedom, as you recognize when you sent us that beautiful statue, the Statue of Liberty, well over a hundred years ago. We're with you then, and we're with you now. France is one of our staunchest allies, along with Great Britain. And we folks here in the United States that realize that. We folks, we conservatives, we Americans who love history, we're with you condolences go out to all the families of loved ones in that attack by Muslims in Paris. You're in my prayers. And we can no longer say, say la vie, we can no longer say it just doesn't matter or what difference does it make. We are all in this together. We are all in this together. Patriots, as the country of France tries to work around, tries to come in complete realization of what's transpired over the last week in the beautiful city of Paris. I, I've been to Paris a few times. Love that city. It's, it's just an absolutely beautiful city, an open city. And with all the implications of allowing hundreds, possibly thousands of ISIS radicals into its country as immigrants and refugees in the wake of last week's massive terror attack on Paris. The Obama regime has continued to cover up the Islamic threads that run through two recent terror attacks on United States soil while doubling down on the importance or the importation of more Muslim refugees, Syrians, into our country and continuing to chastise Europe for not doing enough to take in more refugees. Now, in here our, in our country, there's a representative. His name is Robert or Bob Goulet, Republican from, from Virginia, and he's a chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. 
And he has called a hearing for Thursday. This last Thursday, he called that hearing to examine Syrian refugee crisis and its impact on national security. At the time, at the same time, Speaker Paul Ryan is seeking to hold a vote as early as Thursday on whether to implement a temporary pause, a temporary pause in Syrian refugee resettlement. But this vote is unlikely to cut off funding. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this vote will likely be just another round, just another round of window dressing, as Gary Gatehouse calls it. The progressives in the Republican leadership, the progressives who run the party, including Mr. Ryan, are, are progressives. And they have been engaged since day one of Obama's regime in kissing his backside. I talk about people hiding under their beds, hiding under their desks, sucking their thumb, and afraid to stand up for the American people. Paul Ryan and his buddies that run the Republican Party fall within that category. He's wanting to hold a vote as early as, as last Thursday. He wanted to hold a vote to implement a temporary pause. A temporary pause. Do you get what that means? Just like I said in the, mo in the monologue. We'll just hold off for a while until the American people forget about this. And then we'll continue on bringing these Syrian Islamic jihadist importing them into our country at the United States taxpayer cost. But you know, Ryan's proposal ignores the fact that it's more than just Syria that is sending Muslim refugees to the America, to our America. The United Nations has sent more than 110,000 to America from the jihadist hotbed of Somalia since the early 1990s. Many more have come from Afghanistan, Bonesia, Iraq, Iran, Bosnia, Ubikistan, Burma, and other Muslim countries. Hundreds of Muslim immigrants have already been charged and convicted of providing material support to terrorist organizations or attempting to launch their own attacks here on United States soil. Now Obama has ponied up to the plate and wants to import 85,000 foreign refugees, Syrians, in fiscal year 2016, including 10,000 from Syria, with those other numbers being ramped up further in 2017. But you know, this comes amid repeated warnings by the FBI that it cannot screen Syrian refugees that it is already chasing around our country over 1,000 active ISIS investigations in all of our 50 states. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there was an attack here a while back by a 24-year-old Mohammed Ablutz, Abdits or Abdutz or whatever the hell his stinking Islamic raghead name is, who gunned down five U.S. servicemen in Chattanooga, Tennessee, earlier this summer. Remember that? And the November 4th knife attack by an 18-year-old Faisal Mohammed against students at a California college were both carried out by devout Muslims who showed signs of allegiance to the Islamic State. But the public may never know the full details behind these crimes because the FBI 
has refused to be transparent, has refused to release all of its reports. These are just two of many that have been covered up. And many who have been covered up. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lady out there and I have to admire her. Her name is Pamela Geller. She is a Muslim fighter. She goes after him tooth and nail. She goes after Islam, the Koran, and she pulls no punches. She's tough as nails. She herself was targeted for an ISIS-inspired beheading plot last spring at a Mohammed cartoon contest in Dallas. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, it seems the left and it seems that the Republican Party are hell-bent on getting these Muslims into our country. They want to bring them into this country, and who knows why? Does anybody know why? Has anybody sat down and figured it out yet? Tried to figure it out? Why nearly 200,000 refugees will come from Muslim-dominated countries where jihadists flourish, such as Somalia, Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, Democratic Republic of Congo, Bangladesh, Sudan, and Yemen? They're all headed our way! But you know what? Sharia-compliant Muslims just don't come to the U.S. as refugees from these countries. Many come on student and work-related visas from Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, Turkey, Indonesia, and other Islamic countries. Why? Why do we need them here? Why do we need them here, ladies and gentlemen? But did you know an immigrant from Muslim-dominated Bangladesh who applied for and received U.S. citizenship, tried to incite people to travel to Somalia and conduct violent jihad against the United States. He was arrested in my state, in the state of Texas, in 2014. July 20th, 20th, 2015, a Cuban immigrant inspired by Islamic extremists plotted to explode a backpack bomb filled with nails on a beach in Key West. Did you hear about that? Was that reported in the news anywhere? An immigrant from Ghana, or Ghana, who applied for and received U.S. citizenship, pledged allegiance to ISIS and plotted a terrorist attack on U.S. soil. He attacked an FBI agent with a large kitchen knife when the agent was searching his home in June in Staten Island, New York. The search was connected to an investigation stemming from the weekend arrest of Manantar Omar Salih, a 20-year-old U.S. citizen charged with conspiring to provide material support to ISIS. This was reported by CNN. An immigrant from Sudan living in Northern Virginia, who applied for and received U.S. citizenship, tried to join ISIS and wage jihad on its behalf after he had been recruited online. He pleaded guilty in federal court way back, well, this last June, 2015, to providing material support to ISIS. And his friend, according to court records, is now a member of the Islamic State fighting force in Syria. It goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. A whole list of people that have came to this country under whatever circumstance, all Islamic people, all people of the Muslim faith, including females, two female immigrants, one from Saudi Arabia, one from Yemen, one of whom applied for and received United States citizenship, allegedly swore allegiance to ISIS, 
pledged to explode a propane tank bomb on U.S. soil. They were arrested April 2015 during an FBI undercover raid on their house in Queens, New York. Seems like New York is New York City's lousy. The East Coast is lousy with all these extremists, all these Muslims, all these Islamic people who pray every day five times a day to the Quran. Allah Akbar, we're going to destroy the infidels of America, the great Satan, and we want to bring more in. All you liberals up there that say we we should act as we always have as Americans and be sympathetic to the cause of these poor refugees who just want to come here and escape. Just want to escape all the bombing and all the all the uh, guns and all of that in their home countries in the Middle East. I've got news for you. We don't want them. They can go find they can go find homes somewhere else. Go knock on the door of Saudi Arabia. Go knock on the door of Sudan. Go go somewhere else. America, a vast majority of Americans do not want these people in our country. The only ones that do are the bleeding heart liberals and Obama because he has got a plan. Bring these people into our country, his fellow Muslims, and divide this country up into little pockets. No longer America. Little countries, many countries, if you will of Sudanese, of Somalians, of Syrians, Iranians, Saudi Arabians, illegal aliens, Venezuelans, and they never change out of their set of clothes, if you will. They always hold on to what they brought with them as far as how they look at their lives and their uh, way of life. They never, ever attempt to assimilate into the American way. They are against it and want to destroy it. And Obama's right there with them, supporting them all the way. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition on freedominamerica.us coming out of great state of Florida. We'll be back after a few short messages. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. If you're way up the lump up or down and look and bottom, you gotta conserve water, keep the air clean. Take care of Texas, don't you know what I mean, y'all? Kevin Fowler here. Texans take great pride in keeping our air clean. Visit TakeCareOfTexas.org and take the pledge to help keep it that way. We'll send you a free Texas State Park Guide. You gotta take care of Texas, it's the only one we got. Sponsored by the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. You you don't believe that Senator Obama is a Muslim? Of course not. I mean, that's, you know, there is no basis for that. You know, I take him 
on the basis of what he says. And, you know, there isn't any reason to doubt that. And you said you take Senator Obama at his word that he's not right. a Muslim. You right. don't believe that he's a no, Muslim. No, why would I? Implying, There's no, right? no there, there is nothing to, to base that on. What difference at this point does it make? All right, Obama. All right, Hillary. This song is dedicated to you and your future. God, I hope it comes true. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio Throw that lying S.O.B. in prison when I was just a baby My mama told me, son You're a big communist be a good boy Don't ever play with guns but I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. Hillary Clinton, at least 15 felonies. Will she end up in prison? Or will she walk away scot-free? That's the big question. Based on Obama and the DOJ, Hillary's already planning a party. I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. Yeehaw! But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. Yeah, you know, uh, that's a good song for Hillary and uh, Obama. Both those people need to be in prison. Locked away. They need to be locked away. They are against Americans who stand up and ring the bell of truth. They don't want the, the American people to understand, to comprehend of us who can. What they're doing is wrong. What Hillary and Obama and his regime and the Communist Democrat Party, what they're doing is wrong, ladies and gentlemen. The media stands by him. The media takes all of Obama's lies and spins them into the truth and takes all the truth that we, the people, expound and talk about and spin it into lies. You know, ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest or the biggest conservative talk show host on the air, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, was talking about Obama, was talking about the Syrians 
Obama's trying to push down our throat, 85,000 of them. And it was reported on World Net Daily what Obama said. I mean, what Rush Limbaugh said. Rush said Obama has become dangerous. He went on to say, where do you think the modern day terrorist comes from, Mr. President, asking Obama. Now, we all know Rush is a staunch champion for the political right. Defended the listeners of his program and always does from Obama's remarks. And Rush Limbaugh stated, you're not even close to what the president or the media or any of his allies, other allies, are attempting to accuse you of. He's talking about we the people, we conservatives. There is one precedent for every instinctive attitude you've got. And again, he's talking about us. Our instinct is right on the money with all this. We know this isn't right, what Obama wants to do to America. This is Gary Gatehouse talking now. We know it isn't right. We know that Obama has an, alt- has a, has an agenda, and it's not for the betterment of America. It's for the destruction of America, and he's using every tool available. And one of those would be to flood the market, if you will, flood our country with illegals, flood our country with Aliens flood our country with people from other countries from the Middle East who are Muslim, who hate Americans, who could they could bring the jihadist in here, the Trojan horse, if you will. Obama knows all of this. He knows it. But you ask, why would American, why would the president want to do this? Because the bottom line for all you dolts out there that haven't paid attention, have not done your research, Obama hates America. He hates Europe. And he damn sure don't like white people. And he's in bed with Muslims. He's in bed with Islam. He's in bed with the Koran. He is a stealth Muslim. Rush Limbaugh said, We are not a nation of racists, sexists, bigots, homophobes, or what have you. Now these are the tags that have been levied on us, laid at our feet by the communist, socialist, Marxist, progressive left. This is Gary Gatehouse talking. They use all of these terms. Racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, Islamophobe. Political correctness. And they try to beat us over the head with us, uh, with it and shut us up. And when we speak out, they accuse us of McCarthyism. Speaking our mind. You know, the left always says they are the ones that are tolerant. They are the ones who believe in free speech. Yeah, as long as you agree with them. Rush goes on to say, as far as Barack Obama is concerned, you and me... And every other Republican conservative is a bigger reprobate and a bigger threat than ISIS. And that, sadly, is not even arguable. Now, Rush went on to explain everything you're watching on television, hearing, is political in nature and is being reported to you because of the political opportunity the issue has. Why is it so many Democrats don't even want to ask questions and don't even care to find out who they, the refugees, are? They just want them here. The answer is political, ladies and gentlemen. It's not humanitarian. 
It's not rooted in compassion. The answer is politics. Left-wing, socialist, Marxist, progressive, communist politics. If the Republicans win the White House, Rush says, if the Republicans win the White House in 2016, that's the day after the election, let's say, the media is going to say, and I quote, I wonder why the Democrats lost so big. And they're going to go back and maybe consider all of this. Maybe look at it in a different way. But I really don't think so. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, we've got Barack Hussein Obama Jr. We got Hillary Rotten Clinton was Secretary of State when all of this was gelling up and coming together. She got four people killed, one a diplomat to Libya. What difference does it make? They lied about that. They lied in front of the poor families in the coffins with the flags draped over them. They stood there and lied to those poor families about those poor poor Americans that were slaughtered in Benghazi. They looked at those families in the eye and told them that it was a this was all happened because of some damn video. Ladies and gentlemen, based on just that one incident that I know most of America, whether they want to deny it or not, know that they lied to those four families. They lied to the United Nations. They lied to the American people. They lied to God. That day and for weeks later, based on that one thing, how in the hell can any American, left or right, put any credence in what either one of them reprobates say or do? But, I'm sorry to say, Sorry to say, there are many Americans out there that still want to fall on their sword, will still surround the wagons, still have Hillary and Barack Hussein Obama's back, still lie for them, still go to bat for them, do whatever they can for them. And I guess the bottom line is, all you yokels that do that and stand by them, you're just like them. You're reprobates, you're liars. You're crooks. You're, you have no moral compass. You're hollow. And you damn sure are not American. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition on the GAL Network. Conservative talk from South Texas. We'll be right back. Thirty-two, Carol had her first heart attack. Michelle began kidney dialysis right before graduation. A brain seizure kept Maria out of work for nearly a year. Without warning, lupus can attack the major organs. Every day, it disables its victims, especially women. Like most Americans, I didn't know how life-threatening lupus could be until my sister was diagnosed. It's time we do something about it. Contact the Lupus Foundation of America at 888-38-LUPUS or lupus.org. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? 
What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. Well, welcome back to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. Anything goes. Got a big Trump alert for you. I know you'll enjoy that. You know, Donald Trump speaks the uncut and unadulterated truth, and he talks at a level that all Americans can understand. He doesn't really talk in the whole realm of politics and that type of rhetoric. He talks in, a, you know, the blue-collar type of of language, if you will. But you know Donald Trump, who leads in the polls for president, well, hell, he just stretched even wider that lead in the polls, due in large part to his straight talk on immigration, the refugee crisis, and the Paris terror attacks. Mr. Trump came out swinging against Barack Hussein Obama Jr. over the ongoing issues, telling radio talk show host Laura Ingram, the commander-in-chief was sending Syrian migrants primarily to Republican states ostensibly for political reasons. And us patriots, we recognize that right away. We understand why Obama's doing it. Mr. Trump went on to say, Obama sends these Syrians and these refugees to the Republicans, not to the Democrats. You know, because they, they know the problem, he said. And this was all re- reported by Politico. And he, uh, Trump went on to say, why would we want to bother the Democrats? That's what he says Obama is saying to himself and to fellow left-wing dolts, if you will. I'm not going to bug you guys. We're going to dump all these ragheads on the Republican states. See if they can deal with it. And we can wash our hands of it and walk away. But you know, Mr. Trump's comments came on the heels of two dozen or so governors, now it's 31 states, mostly leading Republican states, vowing to turn away any Syrian refugees out of concerns for their citizens' safety. Obama's called for America to accept 10,000 refugees over the next year, eventually a total of over 86,000. Well, Mr. Trump called such an open border embrace nonsensical especially since ISIS has vowed to use the resettlement trend to sneak in terrorists. And Obama knows this. And Obama's lying to us. This is Gary Gatehouse speaking. Obama's lying to us. He's saying they will be vetted. The DOJ says they'll they'll be vetted. The State Department says they'll be vetted. They're all in bed with Obama. They're all left-wing, lying, immoral pieces of crap that are trying to convince the American people, hey, it's okay. It's okay. We'll bring these 86,000 in. It's not even a dent in the pot of America. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Trump tweeted, refugees from Syria are now pouring into our great country. Who knows who in the hell they are? Some could be ISIS. Is our president insane? My answer to uh, Mr. Trump, no, he's not insane. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly, and all these news media, including Fox, that keep saying that Obama doesn't understand, doesn't know, can't figure it out, he's lost touch, blah, blah, blah. He knows exactly what he's doing. 
And you people on Fox, quit apologizing, making excuses, or finding other ways to talk around what he's actually doing and wants to do. Destroy America. He hates America. But you know, Mr. Trump said previously, during a rally in Knoxville, Tennessee, refugees should turn around and stay in Syria. He went on to say what I'd like is to build a beautiful safe zone and you have whatever it is so people can live and they can be happier, he said. You can be happier then. But build it in the Middle East. Now on Fox and Friends on Wednesday, Mr. Trump doubled down on his safe zone saying that the scenario would help protect the innocents, both genuine refugees seeking safe havens for their families and the citizens of those countries that are taking them in and providing them new homes, places to live in safety. But do it in the Middle East. Not in America, thank you. We don't need them. You know, folks, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are the only ones that are talking the truth, speaking the truth, not talking around the edges, not to try and figure out ways that, well, we can do this or that to bring these people in. We, You know, like the news media are doing. The bottom line, Mr. Trump and Mr. Cruz have stated the American people do not want these refugees. The same as we do not want all these illegals roaming around in our country. Liberalism, progressivism, political correctness, liars, cowards. These are all the earmarks and mainstays of the Communist Democrat Party of, and all its supporters and the Republican leadership. They are all trying to song and dance around this. Just like uh, Ryan is, the Speaker of the House. We'll put a pause on this for a while. No, Mr. Ryan. It should read, we will stop this. We don't want them. Stop it dead in its tracks. Turn them around and send them back where they came from. And that goes for all refugees from now to whenever we say go again. But no, he uses the word pause. Pause. Let's sit back and relax a little bit and think about this. And oh, the American people after a while will forget about it. Then, Mr. Obama, you can drop your drawers and we'll kiss your butt and you can let these 86,000 in. The American people won't know what hit them. Am I the only one of a group of this small, a small group of people that understand this? Mr. Trump, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, Mr. Michael Savage, Mr. Mark Levine, and a few others? Are we the only ones out there that are talking behind a microphone that understands the repercussions and the absolute dire straits America would be in if we brought all these Syrian refugees into our country? America, do you understand the impact that will have on you and your children? Turn your TV on. Turn it to your favorite CNN or whatever. If they're reporting, if they're not, go to Fox News and see what happened to France. France at one time, it stopped, I guess it stopped last Thursday or Friday. 
the political correctness stopped at the doorstep and it was thrown out onto the street after France and the city of Paris, the city of lights, got struck by these absolute barbarians that killed well over a hundred Frenchmen and people from other countries as they were sitting enjoying a cup of coffee at a restaurant, outdoor restaurant, or enjoying a, a concert from an American band, or enjoying a soccer game. Murdered, killed, blown apart. It woke the French up. It woke them up. We had the same thing happen to us 50 times over. 9-11, but Americans have already forgot about it. Those people that ran those planes into America's Twin Towers were Muslim, Islamic, jihadists who studied the Quran, read the Quran, and went by the word of the Quran. If you cannot get an infidel to become a Muslim, kill him! And anybody that stands out there on the news media and makes excuses and says there are moderate Muslims. How many moderate Muslims came forward in France and said we were sorry? A handful. Most were laughing behind closed doors. Remember when the 9-11 Twin Towers was destroyed? Muslims were dancing in the streets of the Middle East? Burning American flags? Allah Akbar? Remember that? Hell no, you don't remember that, America! You're all tied up in all your BS! Well, I tell you what, it's going to happen here in this country. What happened in France is going to be repeated again in this country. ISIS is remind, reminding us of that. They said American blood is the sweetest of all. All you folks out there that have children... All you folks that believe that this is nothing but a bunch of hogwash and it will never bother America, all you have to do is go back to 9-11, review that. Did you say at that time that nobody would ever do something like that to us? Wake the hell up, America. You've got a leader in the White House that is hell-bent on destroying you and your country. This is Gary Gatehouse, the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. And we will be back after the five-minute news. We're coming up on the hour. And I have to go back and uh, get my Dr. Pepper out of the refrigerator. I love Dr. Pepper, and I usually have one or two while I'm doing a show. And I ran out. I'm sitting here with an empty cup with some ice cubes in it. And, oh, by the way, a little bit of a weather report for you all up there that are in the icebox up in Canada, or you folks that are maybe feeling the first bites of winter, snow, whatever. It's 77 degrees down here. Not a cloud in the sky. It's absolutely blue as you can ever want it to be. What a beautiful day in God's South Texas. We'll be back after the news. You are listening to Gary Gato's radio show, Secret Agent Man. Gary will be back after Fox 5-Minute News. Fox News Radio, I'm Kathleen Maloney. 
passionate debate before a controversial decision in the House. The House overwhelmingly approved additional vetting requirements for Syrian and Iraqi refugees applying for resettlement in the U.S. Let's not punish the victims of ISIS for the sins of ISIS. Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi says the policy shuts the door on women and children. House Speaker Paul Ryan says it simply pauses a refugee process until gaps in vetting are addressed. Protecting the American homeland is not about Democrats and Republicans. It's about protecting the American homeland. The House vote was lopsided enough to overcome a promised veto, but in the Senate, Democratic leader Harry Reid says it won't pass. Fox News' Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill, the mastermind of the Paris attacks, is dead, killed yesterday in raids on a suburban apartment. The French parliament voting today to extend the state of emergency for three months, allowing police raids, searches, and house arrest without permission from a judge. A video threatening an ISIS attack on the U.S. The six-minute video contains news footage of the Paris attacks and two men, unidentified members of ISIS, make threats against France and the U.S. Waving his finger at the camera, one of the men, wearing deep blue clothing, says we started with you, a reference to France, and we shall finish with the White House. The FBI director said the tapes are propaganda and not credible intelligence of a threat. What makes the video stand out is that there are no graphic images of violence, such as mass executions and beheadings, standard fare in ISIS tapes. And it's in Arabic, suggesting the target audience is not American. Fox News' Catherine Herridge in Washington. The most valuable players chosen in Major League Baseball, outfielder Bryce Harper. In the National League, Toronto Blue Jays' third baseman Josh Donaldson is the winner in the American League. You're listening to Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Real experience, real insight. We're following this explosive story. Nothing gets by Greta. Then, this is all BS. What was that all about? There's no spin and no question. O'Reilly dominates. Plus, smart, sharp, and cutting edge. It's the news of the day, but with a little heat. Megan delivers and Sean seals the deal with fearless talk. What part of that are you understanding? Most watched, most trusted, Fox News Channel. There's more to Fox News Radio than meets the ear. Go behind the headlines and join the conversation on the hottest stories of the day on the Fox News Radio Facebook page. Be a part of the Fox News Radio Facebook fan community. Post comments and tell us your opinions. See behind-the-scenes photos and videos and post your reactions to the stories that matter to you. Click the like button on Facebook and connect with breaking news and features like Fox in the Fast Lane, House Call for Help, and more. Go to Facebook.com slash Fox News Radio. In the face of ISIS video threats and the Paris attacks, advice from law enforcement. Do not let fear become disabling. That is what the terrorists want. They want you to imagine them in the shadows. They want you to imagine them as something greater than they are. Instead, FBI Director James Comey says be aware and contact authorities if you see or hear something suspicious. Some people in Washington suing the state over a wildfire that did a lot of damage. They say the state was negligent. The fire started on state-owned land, and while it was still small, no one did anything about it. Attorney Alex Thomason, who represents those suing, says there's a state statute that says if you negligently let fire go from your property onto another, you are liable. Multiple people called it in. Several people asked for permission to go on state property. That permission was denied. Firefighters asked for permission to jump on the fire. They were denied. He says it eventually merged with other fires and collectively burned over 
over 250,000 acres and took out over 300 homes. The Department of Natural Resources declined to comment. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. A Canadian company now the proud owner of the second biggest diamond ever found. Diamonds are forever. It's almost as big as a tennis ball, a white diamond totaling more than 1,100 carats, unearthed in Botswana at a mine owned by Vancouver-based Lucera. I don't need love. Their latest haul includes some other large stones, too, one over 800 carats, but the biggest one is second in size only to a South African stone that was more than 3,100 carats, found in 1905 and cut into several of Britain's crown jewels. Lucera's giant gem hasn't been valued yet, but they sold one less than a third of that size this year for about $60,000 per carat. Lisa Brady, Fox News. Looky here, a new listener. Hey, this ain't your little sister's radio station. Welcome back, all you listeners over there in Europe and the UK. I hope you're having a great day in God's big, beautiful world. All you beautiful patriots in Europe and in the UK, God bless every one of you. This is the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, second hour. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a guy on Fox News. There's a lot of people that don't like this guy, and I'm one of them. My wife's another. Actually, my whole family can't stand him. When he comes home, we turn him off, along with a few other personalities that occupy airspace and radio and TV space on Fox News. They're getting to be a little bit intolerable for us, anyway. But you know, this uh, particular limp-wristed Fox News commentator made the statement, and I quote, we're barbarians if we stop refugees. And he warned the viewers that the United States of America risks self-destruction without a wave of Syrians. Now this guy, Shepard Smith, used his Fox TV show on Monday to insinuate Republican political leaders are a little different than the barbarians of the Islamic State group known as ISIS. He launched into a triad after news broke that at least 15 state governors would refuse to accept Syrian refugees sent by the Obama regime due to security concerns. And he goes into the tirade by starting off with, Our shining city on a hill is vulnerable. We've always known that. If we change it to accommodate the savages, have they won? And what then will be left to protect? We profess to stand for as an example for all the world. Our unique experiment in freedom, tolerance, openness, and equality is our gift to societies and people everywhere. Come join us. Come join us, you savages that chop people's heads off. Come enjoy the freedoms of America. This is Gary Gatehouse talking. Getting back into old Shep, he says... Enjoy a chance at the American dream. Today we mourn, but we cannot allow ourselves to become like those who want to destroy us. We cannot resort to the tactics of the barbarians. We must fight for what we believe in and who we are. Guard our freedoms faithfully for the generations to follow. 
and we must not let the rhetoric of potential and political extremists among us lead us to self-destruction. Stopping right there. Those are the words of Shepard Smith. We must not let the rhetoric of the potential and political extremists amongst us lead us to self-destruction. Shepard Smith, I know Obama is one of your favorite people. I know that you're a in-the-shadows liberal socialist Marxist progressive Democrat. I know you love Obama. Oh yeah, you put on your rhetoric sometimes and you spew it where you kind of make yourself look like that you're with the American people, but you're not. You're with the left. Just like so many in Fox News these days. Obama is the extremist. Obama and the Communist Democrat Party are the political extremist. The Republican progressive leadership are the extremist. You, Mr. Shepard Smith, are an extremist. He goes on to say, when there's panic, we show resolve. When there's calm for extremism, we resist. We are America. We must lead. But you know the Fox hoax frustration was likely exaggerated last Monday. Last Monday night when Foreign Policy Magazine reported it obtained a draft of legislation by United States House Republicans to cut off funding for refugees in the Middle East and North Africa. The magazine said 15 Republican representatives backing the legislation wanted to halt all funding for resettling refugees until process, due process to ensure that refugees and related programs are not able to be co-opted by would-be terrorists. This is reported by World Net Daily. United States Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky said Monday that he would also introduce similar legislation for an immediate moratorium on the United States issuing visas to refugees from about 30 countries with a significant jihadist movement. This was reported by Politico. Mr. Rand Paul went on to say, My bill will also stop refugees as well as other for others from obtaining visas to, to immigrate or to visit or to study in the United States. Paul said in a conference, he said this in a conference call, and he went on to say, This is not something new for me. I introduced many of these same concepts in the battle over immigration bills, and so I think it's about time. And I think Paris should wake us up to the fact that we can't let just anyone come in to this country without background checks. 9-11 should have woke us up, Mr. Paul. Should have woke up the whole Congress. But after a few weeks, a month at the most, they went right back into their doldrums and went back to sleeping and playing with their little buttons on their desk in the House of Representatives in the Senate and right back to kissing Obama's butt and Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi. So don't give me that crap, Mr. Paul. You're blowing smoke up America's butt once again, along with the most of you progressives up there in Congress. And Shepard Smith, I tell you what, bud, you're a nothing but a freaking loser. Big time. A big time loser. You get up there with your voice and you try to talk. 
And you try to bring yourself on as somebody that uh, is in the know. I'm in touch. I'm on the East Coast. I'm a journalist. I know it all. I know more than the generals. I know more than the intelligence agencies. We should bring these refugees in. These people who say we shouldn't, they don't know what they're talking about. I, Shepard Smith, and Summit Fox News, and the rest of the media, we know that Obama's right on this. Talking like that will get you in a lot of trouble, Mr. Smith, when it comes to people reaching over, grabbing the old uh, channel changer there, you know, and clicking your ass off. We'll be back after Our Voice, a report with Ricky Rasmussen, a report from South Africa. We'll be right back. Hi there, Gary and the listeners to the Gary Gatehouse Show. It is Ricky with Our Voice from South Africa, and it's a pleasure to present to you information about South Africa. I would like to talk about the crime in South Africa, the basics. The South African Police Services released the crime statistics on the 30th of September 2015. The statistics shows a grim picture and it's not something to be proud of. I have been talking a lot about murders and more specifically for murders, but the statistics is not specific on this and we can really not trust the statistics on murders as it is known that it is not properly reflected. The murder statistics is comparable to a country at war, according to a report on the statistics. The recently released statistics indicated that there were 17,805 recorded murders between April 2014 and March 2015. The Iraq war has claimed over 20,000 lives in 2014, and 14,000 people were killed in Afghanistan in 2014. South Africa, a country not at war, has had 17,805 people murdered one year. It is up from the previous year's figure of 16,213. Now, the figure of 17,805 is almost 50 people murdered every single day. Now, that is just horrendous. For the month of September alone, as at the 25th of September, 35 farm attacks has been reported, 10 farm murders and 3 possible farm attacks have been prevented. Despite these high instances of farm attacks and murders, our government does not make provision for prioritizing these crimes. I don't know if they hope that the public will forget about it or that it will create a big, better picture, but it is incomprehensible that they can ignore an incident like this. Integra Sure published a report and a warning to citizens of South Africa and more specifically their insured and said that the crime statistics highlight an alarming increase in a number of crimes. It paints a concerning picture for the personal safety of South Africans. Lizette Rasmus, she's not family of mine, is the head of insurance expertise at Integra Shishur, and she says that the stats should serve as an important reminder to South Africans to take whatever measures possible to protect themselves and their property. It is important for South Africans and visitors to South Africa to be aware and vigilant at all times and ensure 
that they are protected. Some of the statistics like residential robberies where fear or force is used by criminals are among of the crimes that South Africans fear the most. It is a source of great concern that residential robberies have seen an increase of 5.2% for this year. The latest figures also show an increase in carjacking of 14.2%. Now that is where you can be on the road anywhere where we travel on daily basis, stopping at a robot, at a stop street or next to the road and you will be hijacked in your vehicle. There's nothing really that you can do when you're in your vehicle to protect yourself safe from making sure that your vehicle is locked and that you have a clear view of circumstances around you. But what can you do when you sit with a situation where a carjacker point a gun at you at your window and insist that you open the door or the window. That is what we are facing in South Africa. A young 19-year-old white male, Adrian Swanepoel, was attacked on the 26th of September in Bethlehem in the Free State by four black knifemen. He was cut, kicked and dragged off his bike. His father found the, um, his son an hour later in the field where the thugs just left him bleeding. Hours later, the police have not even arrived to investigate this incident. Now, Bethlehem is a small town and one should feel safe in that town if you look at the history of the town and the size of the town and the fact that it's not a city. But this incident just showed that you're not safe anywhere. This young guy was not helped by the police or the ambulance. The neighbors helped him to get to the hospital where he was sewn up and sent home. Another similar incident happened in Tabazambi, again a small town, where a white female was killed and shortly thereafter a mother and her daughter from the All Days district was accosted by thugs while traveling in their car. They were thrown with stones but they managed to get away. This happened on a farm in the All Days district and the mother and her daughter was on their way home after the restaurant on the farm has closed down. These type of incidents happen on a daily basis and it's really very important that one should be vigilant at all times and be aware of your surroundings. The statistics also highlighted a increase in robbery with aggravating circumstances of 8.5% and common robbery has increased by 2.7%. Truck hijackings has risen by 29.1% and this necessitates greater security security measures to be put in place by truck and fleet owners in order to protect their drivers as well as their cargo. And you can think about the resultant costs of these measures that the citizens of South Africa has to incur. Erasmus further stated that with the rate of crime and particularly theft, you have to make sure that your car and your household contents are covered by a comprehensive insurance policy. The chances of you being a victim of crime is just too high not to consider having proper insurance. The cost of being robbed can be crippling and being properly insured is the most effective way to avoid that kind of financial distress. She further advised citizens to take a few basic steps which will greatly minimize the risk of crime occurring and even individuals with minimal resources should be able to implement these. Awareness is some of the most important ways to prevent crime and ensure safety of homes, cars and residents. It is known that criminals 
take advantage of situations where the surrounding communities seem unconcerned and inattentive. If you're constantly and openly aware, can prove to be a major deterrent to these type of crime. The measures may not eradicate crime altogether, Erasmus said, but it's good to observe some of the below precautions which can significantly increase the safety and well-being of a home and its residents. Now, I wonder if visitors to South Africa are warned about this by travel agencies or do they read up to see what's going on here and what they must be looking out for. The precautions that one can take at your home is perimeter fencing should be present as a first and major barrier to entry. You should encourage a culture of keeping doors and security gates locked at all times. Keep a minimal amount of cash in the house. Make sure to keep plants and trees around the property neat and trim to ensure clear visibility. Install lights to properly illuminate any dark pathways and outdoor areas. Follow the local council and policing newsletters and ask to be kept abreast of any happenings in the area. Now I must say our neighborhood watch is very helpful in this instance. We have broadband radios and one is alerted to all the incidents in your area and you are also warned about suspicious people and or vehicles in the area. But if you do not have this, then it's a problem because then you may live in the dark. She also warned that one should take out background checks on potential employees before hiring them. Many incidents in houses and in businesses are a result of inside information being passed on by staff members. It is actually scary to think about that. When you have a staff member that leave your employee, you should make sure you collect their keys and change combinations to security features such as safes and alarms. In the event of a burglary or suspicious person entering, loitering around your house, train staff and family members to make note of features such as height, ethnicity, clothing, hair color, etc. as this information is vital for the police investigation should they be necessary. But I have to make a remark here that the police does not really look for these people anymore these days. If they do not happen to stumble into them or if they do not hand themselves over to the police, the possibility of them being caught is very slim. One should also hire a reputable security company with a proven track record of positive results for households. This may include the provisions of security guards on site, CCTV monitoring, alarm systems, roaming armed response vehicles, and you have to make sure that a clear and prominent sign is displayed outside your property stating that these measures are in place and that these systems are regularly tested for the effectiveness. Vehicle precautions. Install tracking devices in your vehicles. Ensure that you are aware of and know the major hijacking hotspots in your area and try to avoid these. Ensure that your car is properly locked before walking away to mitigate the risk of car jamming or make use of an anti- jamming device. This is another big problem, especially at malls or wherever you park your car in the street. You should not trust the automatic locking system because they use these anti they use the jamming devices so that your automatic locking system does not work. You think your car is locked and then the criminals come and empty your car of all your valuables. Further advice is to install anti-smash and grab glass. You might say that this is good advice and that the reasonable person will take these precautions, but I do not think so. People are very laid back until something happened to them. 
and they will not take these precautions, and even when they take them, it is at a very high cost. If one takes into account that we pay taxes to be protected by our police or metro police or government officials, and you must still spend all this money on perimeter walls, alarm systems, armed response, weapons, anti-smashing ground, you can think what it costs a citizen in South Africa to safeguard against these criminals. I only wish that we can have a situation like 25 years ago where we had peace and quiet, the crime was very low and there was no problem to have high perimeter walls. You could roam the streets without fear of being a victim of crime. It is not only one-to-one -one crime that is a problem in South Africa. We also have a problem with strikes, violent strikes. And the Limpopo Premier, Stan Matabata, raised his concern that protests in Limpopo are becoming more violent and both public and private property is vandalized. He warned the strikers that it will not be tolerated and additional police officers were deployed in large parts of the province in August. The problem is that the strikers have no ears, it appears to me. Several areas in Limpopo looked almost like war zones where angry residents blocked the roads with burning tires and large concrete pipes, road signs were destroyed and shops were looted. Major violence erupted in Maropong outside Alice Ross or Lepalali and protesters burned 20 buses, a satellite police station, a municipal office and a portion of a library. The reason why they went on this strike was because they want to work at the Medupi power station. Another group whose contracts expired at Madupi and are now unemployed are angry about this. Roads were blocked and several workers struggled to get to work. Violence also erupted in Zebedelia outside Mokopani, Portretus when residents set fires at two schools. Lieutenant Colonel Malisela Ledwaba, the police spokesman for Limpopo, said the officers at the schools were destroyed and it is not even clear what the arsonists are dissatisfied about. The police had to gather quickly when demonstrators blocked roads near the Anglo-American Platinum's Moha Laquena mine. Residents that want to work at the mine are unhappy because a school had to be moved so that mining operations could continue. The angry protesters set light to a potato truck on the N11 leading to the Botswana border at Groblesburg. Mr. Sema, the communications manager of the South African Association of Local Government, has condemned the violence. People should stop damaging municipal facilities, he says. It does not make sense. Well, no person in his right mind can think how you can burn down your schools, your libraries, your police station, your municipal offices and expect that it should be built up again for you. Sema further said to burn municipal properties, vandalism and public violence that can lead to criminal charges. It is the same as burning down your own house and furniture because you are angry about something. But the problem that we sit with is that the police do not arrest these people. Or if they arrest them, they don't know who committed the arson or who damaged the property and these people are just released again. And then we have another form of crime which is also very prevalent and that is taxi violence. A rival taxi group blocked the N1 North outside Polokwane en route to Louis Trichard. Six taxis were damaged when stones were thrown at them and a car was set alight and the traffic was backed up for several kilometers. And these strikes were only in the Limpopo province 
and Polokwane area, but there were also strikes in other areas. In the Nalspreit area, learners from two black schools went to a white school and caused havoc there, attacked the white pupils at the school and caused damage to that school. Another area which is cause for concern is the crime in malls. The police requested that people be made aware of possible robberies while shopping in large centres as the silly season has started. The police requested that people be on the lookout and ladies must clutch their bags and keep their eyes wide open when shopping and or approaching their cars. Never leave your bag on top of your purchases in the shopping trolley or Hanging from the trolley en route to your car. This creates opportunities for the criminals who exploit these opportunities to carry out their evil deeds. A British resident were the victim of a horrendous house robbery on the 21st of September in the Randfontein area. He was held by knife point by a suspect while the two other robbers robbed his home. He said he was living in this house for 32 years and it was about 12.55 past midday when the incident occurred. He was on the way to watch the news when a man grabbed him from behind, pushed him to the floor and held a knife to his throat. The robber then warned him that if he moves or tries pushing any panic buttons, he will slit his throat. A blanket was pulled over his head so that he cannot identify the robber, and the other two robbers then took the safe, which had to be broken out, and they also took the television. When they left, they hit him in the face with a metal part of a pickaxe, and they left and went to their car where another suspect was waiting for them. Knight pressed the panic button. EPR and CPF sector shortly arrived on the scene. He explained that the suspects were wearing balaclavas and gloves during the incident. The one spoke very good English and the robbery spanned over a couple of minutes, maybe five, he said. His gate was opened by a pickaxe and the house was left in disarray. Coffee tables were thrown over and the bedroom left in shambles. The safe that they took contained his British passports. He commended the police for being very thorough and quick. The worrying thing is that this poor man was also targeted four months ago. He had a housebreaking um, where he changed his locks and he just dealt with the damage caused by the uh, housebreaking and now he had this robbery again. He was in the Navy for 12 years and traveled around the world twice over and said this incident will not get him down in any way. He was still positive. Now that is commendable. Another incident of carjacking that happened in Rakpen in the Gauteng area. A male was traveling on the road at 6.30 in the evening, on his way home from work, said he was standing stationary at a traffic light, waiting for the robot to turn green, when he felt a gun against his throat and a voice that said, open your doors. He unlocked the car doors and the hijackers then jumped into the passenger side and hit him on the face with something that he believed was a gun. He passed out from the heavy blow and woke up in front of a primary school around seven. He was helped by a person living opposite the school. Luckily, he was not seriously injured. In a separate incident in Mayfair, CCTV footage showed a group of suspected fake police officers hijacking a car at a traffic light. This happened on July the 30th. The suspect vehicle pulled in front of 
the victim's car at a traffic light. Three suspects got out and one of them is seen approaching the passenger seat and seemingly produced some sort of identification. The victim was ordered to the suspect's vehicle while another suspect drove off in the victim's car. Now this is also a very common occurrence these days that people wear police uniforms and have cars marked looking like police cars and then it's fake. On the 18th of September, two elderly people were robbed in their house in Krugerstor, which is just um, 10 kilometers away from me. It happened on a calm Friday afternoon. The couple was tied up in their house by armed black attackers. The wife was asleep while her husband ran errands. She woke up to one of the attackers already on top of her and was later tied up. The attackers then waited for her husband to return home. As soon as he entered the home, the attackers held him down and tied him up. They ended up taking valuables, including two cell phones, and fled in the couple's Toyota Prado. The man was tended to by Netcare for a stab wound and was taken to hospital where he received further treatment. Also in September, a white male was chased by armed black youths on the Mosenberg beach. He managed to escape after jumping into the icy ocean. Mr. Barron, a 38-year-old teacher, said he was taking a leisurely stroll along a quieter stretch of the beach. Three black boys who looked to be between 12 and 15 years old, ran towards him and pulled out large knives. Baron said he ran in the opposite direction, but he was faster than he was and he realized he wasn't going to get anywhere and he turned into the sea after a few meters. The boys followed him along the shore as he made his way towards a more populated area, wading in knee-deep water. After a short while, one of them took off his clothes and tried to follow him into the sea. Baron then went further out to waist-deep water, and that stopped the thug from following him. Baron had a bag with him with a camera and other belongings slung around his shoulder, and the boys sent on for him to get out of the sea. But he continued walking like that for half a kilometre or even a kilometre, and there was nobody on the beach to assist him. Eventually, the boys gave up following him, and he got out of the water. He said he was so in shock and he could hardly breathe. He was warned by the Musenberg Community Police Forum chairperson, Frank Brockhorst, that beach attacks happen regularly. He attends weekly crime meetings and it is regarded as a hotspot. Now that is very disturbing if you think that the beach is there to relax, to enjoy, and then you have these incidences. The nature of the situation is that a person can escape into the dunes in a few seconds and a robbery can occur within 30 seconds. Then he said it's also the public's responsibility to walk in groups and not to be careless with their belongings. But that I think is ridiculous. Why should you be curtailed to walk freely in your country, on your beach, in your streets? If it was not for social media, we would not have been aware of these problems and we would not have been a uh, afforded the opportunity to take precautionary measures. Now listeners may think that it's only the white people that complains about the problems, which show you that it is not, that there is a daily awakening amongst blacks as well. And I have two opinions that I want to share with you. The one is Sipo Nisi, who says, the ANC have a pact with demons. Never in the history of South Africa have there been so much conspiracies, lies and deception as these days. 
Everything today in this country is based on personal gain, propaganda, mass hypnosis and false pretensions, where majority of liberal ANC cardholders and radical scoundrels are trying to swindle their way through the maze of corruption, thievery, nepotism, crime and killings from the top of the corrupt presidency that advocated racism, oppression and bribery to the bottom of the thieving ward, councillors and supporters. How on earth can a single country become so evil all at the same time, thanks to the communist puppets, ANC and rampant union bosses who advocate chaos and illicit operations in the public sector workforce. This is not democracy. It is a democracy, and the enlightened, good citizens must stop this madness. Now, one cannot fault this opinion of Sipo Nisi. Another gentleman, Joseph Marco Nunes, described himself as not your typical black person. I assume that he is a Portuguese person, and he refers to his green up during apartheid, where they were referred to as Donker Eitlanders, or Kaffirs. His opinion is that the African National Congress create a legacy of laziness and together with his post on Facebook he had a picture of the parliament where 70% of the parliamentarians were lying back in their seats and half of them look fast asleep. He mentions that even though in apartheid things were not so good for blacks or Portuguese. He can say one thing at least, that when you went to a post office, traffic department, municipal building, you were served by competent people that knew their jobs and were at work to work. Now it's just the KFC brigade that wastes people's time, black and whites and everything in between. It clearly is the ANC legacy of doing as little as possible for as long as possible. We are represented by lazy idiots in government. And another person, Simon Napi, a black male, state, ANC continue oppressing the people they promised to free. Truth be told, apartheid has not left us because of the ANC. The ANC has oppressed us more than the National Party ever did. Now, it is with concern and also a little bit of hope that I've read the reports on the Oregon shooting in America, the Russian bombing of Syria, and the attitude of President Putin of Russia. I'm quite concerned about the attitude of President Obama when he dealt with this Oregon shooting. Apparently, he decried the Oregon mass shootings and then made a 10-minute plea to take away America's guns. How is that going to stop the problem. What is really concerning me is the fact that Obama, two days earlier at the United Nations, gave a speech where he warned that intolerance towards Islam would not be tolerated. But then when Christians were targeted and killed for being Christian, he said nothing on their behalf. So it's a clear message to the entire country that Christians neither deserve nor will receive any special protection as Christians. Now, are you going to accept that? Christians are targeted, and especially by Islam. Now, apparently, Putin came strongly for Christians after the foreign relation chief of the Russian Orthodox Church presented evidence and statistics that stated every five minutes one Christian was dying for his or her faith in some part of the world. Now, people, if one look 
at what's going on around the world, I can only say Amen. Christians must stand up and we must stop this situation. Thank you for listening and have a great evening. Well, thank you, Ricky. And uh, you folks, you, know, uh, you can hear Ms. Ricky Rasmus's Our Voice, a report from South Africa exclusively on the Gary Gatehouse radio show each week. Tune in. Now, this song's for all you jive-ass, jive-ass dudes and duets up there on the east and west coast. Call yourself journalist. By God, down here in South Texas, you ain't worth a damn. You ain't worth a damn, a tinker's damn. And that means you too, Shepard Smith. Why, hell, Billy Bob, I didn't even know you were in the uh, studio. When did you sneak in? Well, by God, I've been here all the time. I've been over there on the couch drinking that Lone Star beer, me and Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, I tell you what. I've been sitting here for almost two hours doing my show, and I didn't see those dudes over there. Somehow they got into my studio. They have pilfered at least a six-pack of Lone Star beer. I'm going to have to start paying more attention. Yeah, you're going to have to. Because this is the only damn place we can find Lone Star that's this cold. For at least 10 or 15 miles, we had to go clear into the county seat to get it. So I'll tell you what, Gary. Me and Billy Bob. This is Carl speaking now. By God, I ain't stuttering in Because I'm drinking that Lone Star as fast as I can pour it down my damn throat. Wow, I guess, I don't know, they just put me in my place. They do come in here and sweep up every once in a while, and I told them I'd keep the beer in the fridge, and they drink every damn bit of it, too. <laughs> they don't bother my Dr. Pepper. I'll break a damn arm or a leg if they, they do that, and they know it. Yep, we know it. We don't touch that Dr. Pepper. Ain't no way. But we do eat all his Doritos. <laughs> Those guys are nuts. As if you didn't know, that was Billy Bob and Carl, and you can hear them up on the GAL Network 24-7. Two crazy cowboys from South Texas. Two crazy ranchers. And they get into all kinds of problems. And sometimes I've got to go bail them out. Pull them out of the hooskowl, if you will. Oh, well. They're patriots, though. They really are. All right, how many people up there in Dallas-Fort Worth, how many of you people buy into what Obama's saying about those 85,000, Syrians coming to our country? You want them here? Raise your hand if you don't. My God. Most of Dallas and most of Fort Worth say we don't want them suckers over here. Good on you. Yeah, I can see you right through the screen here. Now go sit down. <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen, Obama said uh, it's shameful to say we should just admit the Christians but not the Muslims. Barack Hussein Obama Jr., the silver-tongued devil, the community organizer, the song and dance man, the stealth Muslim from the south side of Chicago, 
was speaking at some damn G20 conference in Turkey, home of his brothers and sisters where the prayer rugs get used five times a day, and he said it was shameful that some political leaders are suggesting the United States should only admit Christians and not Muslim Syrian refugees. Well, I tell you what, Obama, when was the last time you seen a Christian cut somebody's head off? When was the last time you seen a Christian walk in with a bomb vest on and blow a bunch of Frenchmen up? When was the last time you seen Christians flying planes into the uh, trade centers and blowing 3,000 people up? Huh, Mr. Obama? When? But he goes on to say, when I hear folks say that, well, maybe we should just admit Christians, but that, not no Muslims, when I hear political leaders suggesting that there would be a religious test for which a person who's fleeing a country or a town torn country apart by violence is admitted when some of the, the, the uh, those folks themselves come from families who benefit from protection when they were fleeing political persecution, that's shameful. That is shameful. And I won't have it. I'm a president of the United States. I want to have it. I want to have it. As he beats his shoe on his desk with the other foot firmly planted on the people's house, whatever, you know what? Probably our throat. You know what, Obama? Putin was right. You're nothing but a child. An insecure baby, an insecure, childish, immature child. You know the kind that hold their breath until they get their way? But I think this time you can hold your breath till your brains blow out your ears. I think there's enough resolve in the United States now to tell you, Mr. Obama, it's not going to happen, baby. It's not going to happen, man. But he goes on to say, that's not American. That's not who we are. Sounds like Shepard Smith. You and Shepard been talking? Bug out, I think he is, Gary. I think that's Shepard Smith. And that damn Obama llama ding dong have been talking on the telephone. They're saying the same damn thing. You're right, Billy Bob, they are. But Obama went on to say, we don't have religious test to our compassion. When Pope Francis came to visit the United States and gave a speech before Congress, he didn't just speak about Christians who were being persecuted. He didn't call on Catholic parishes just to admit those who were of the same faith and values. No. The priest and the, and the Pope talked about everybody. He didn't call on Catholic parishes just to admit those who were of the same religious faith. He said protect people who are vulnerable. Yeah, he said that. That's what Obama said. But Obama went on to say it's important that those in leadership, particularly those who have a platform and can be heard, not to fall into the trap, not to feed that darkness that, that the darkness impulse inside of us. Don't feed on that. Mr. Obama, you eat that. That is the only thing you feed on, is the dark impulses inside your brain. That's what you live by, Mr. Obama. You are an immoral person, Mr. Obama. 
So don't be telling us what and what not to do when it comes to a particular platform that you want shoved down the American people's throat and we're standing up to you telling you to go to hell. We're not going to accept it. And as far as the Pope goes, Pope Francis, I don't believe half of what he says. I don't really buy into his rhetoric. He came out and said the Muslim religion was a peaceful religion. It's not even a religion. It's a cult that controls people from cradle to grave. 7th century BS. So don't invoke the Pope's name. We the people who pay attention know that the Pope walks beside you. Not the Catholics of America and the world. Ben Obama likes to bring Bush in. The one he he tears down all the time. The leftist hates Bush. But Obama said, I had a lot of disagreements with George W. Bush on policy, but I was very proud after 9-11 when he was adamant and clear about the fact that this is not a war on Islam and the notion that some of those who have taken on leadership in his party would ignore all that. That's not who we are, said Obama. Who are we, Obama? Would you tell us who in the hell we are and who is our? You and your political cronies? You left-wing zealots? Is that who you're talking about? You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Obama's one sick puppy. He's a narcissist, yes. Stuck on himself, centered, yes. In love with himself, yes. But like Putin said, he's very immature. He's childish. And like Rush Limbaugh said, he is a danger to the security of the United States. This man is a loose cannon. This man walks around thinking he is ownership of every man and woman in the United States. He is the dictator. He says what he says. We're supposed to jump up and salute and say, Yowza boss. Got news for you, Obama. You can blow smoke all you want, buddy. You can sit there and you can turn your head to the left and the right and that big old toothy smile of yours with your lop ears sticking out and your big old toothy teeth. But when it all boils down to one thing, one definition of Obama, the first word in that definition is a liar. The second word is a is a description of a person who's self-centered and stuck on himself. You're a narcissist. Your resume reads socialism, communism, progressivism, hate America, hate Europe, love Islam, hate Christians, love everything but America, apologetic for the American way of life. You're not an American. You're nowhere close to being an American. But the bottom line is, Mr. Obama, you're a loser. An absolute loser. In my opinion, you're a traitor. You sold out America a long time ago, and the American people should have realized from day one. When you made this statement, 
we're a couple of days away from fundamentally changing America. America should have known then that they made a mistake when they elected you into the office of president. The coup of 2008. You're the non-starter. You're the liar. You're the person with no moral compass whatsoever. Mr. Obama, bottom line, America has disenfranchised itself from you. Completely. You can blow smoke all you want. But we now realize there is no truth in any word that you speak. And we also know by example over the last seven years that you hate America. You hate Christians. You love Islam. And you're going to do anything you can damn well do to change America from a Christian nation to an Islamic nation. That is what it is all pointing to. That is all your rhetoric is saying. Rhetoric is saying. We understand that now. Oh yeah, there's people like Shep Smith and there's people in the, the media, all of them for the most part, that stand by you, but that is not America. That is not the South. That is not the flyover country of the Midwest. We the people understand you, Obama. You are flatly, you are no, no good. Yeah, you're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. And yes, it's Friday and anything goes. And this is your host, Gary Gatehouse. And we'll be back after a few short messages. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. Folks, why won't we go to the doctor? My uncle called, speech all slurred, complaining his arms numb. He called everyone. He even called my daughter, Tierra, because, you know, she's got a year of nursing. <laughs> everyone thinks he needs to go to the doctor, including me. So he said, well, will you take me? I'm like, I'm on the road. He goes, I'll wait. <laughs> Stroke's no joke. Dial 911. Time loss is brain loss. Seriously, dial 911. Visit strokesnojoke.org, brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Always look on the bright side of life. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Gary had a lot to say. I did. I said it. It's off my chest. I hope I've imparted to you some information, some wisdom, whatever the case may be. Thanks for tuning in. And if you like, I'll see you Monday. Same place, same time. The Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. And always look on the bright side of life. Come on.
And all you liberals out there, chin up. It's not that bad. You'll wake up someday and be an adult. You'll wake up someday, I hope, and find some common sense. If you don't, which I doubt if you do... Just before you draw your terminal breath Life's a piece of shit when you look at it Life's a laugh and death's a joke, it's true You'll see it's all a show, keep on laughing as you go Just remember that the last laugh is on you And always look on the right side of life all my conservative friends out there. Always look on the right side of life. The right side of life, that's right. Always look on the right side of life. God bless every one of you folks in the UK. God bless all you patriots in Europe, in France, Germany, Austria, Belgium, Sweden, Denmark, Italy. God bless every one of you from the Gary Gatehouse Show to your ears. God bless you. Always look on the bright side of right. Right you are. Now booger off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, I enjoyed doing today's radio show. We had a lot to talk about, didn't we? We covered a lot of ground today. But you know, the big, I guess the main issue or topic, has it, it hasn't changed it's what Obama's doing to our beloved country. What Obama's doing to the world. What Obama's doing to Europe. What the Communist Democrat Party's doing to the United States. They're destroying it. And I'll keep on saying it as long as I have a breath. That's what they want to do. You know, folks, it boils down to this. We as Americans, we as Europeans, we as British, whatever the case may be, we love our countries, right? We don't want to see our countries destroyed. We don't want to see our countries occupied by people that shouldn't even be on this side of the earth. We don't want to see our countries turned into a piece of third world trash, occupied by people that could give a rat's behind about our, our traditions, our way of life. We don't want that. Why politicians are trying to change the scenario, I don't know. Why they are trying to destroy what all of our ancestors have built, I don't know. I don't think anybody has a definitive answer when you come down to it. We can beat around the bushes all we want. But either we stand up for our countries... And we tell these SOBs that are trying to tear them down 
the Camerons, the Obamas, the, the Merkels, to take a hike, to get the hell out. Unless we do that, unless we hold their feet to the fire, if that means taken to the streets, if that means town hall meetings, protest, civil disobedience, whatever the case may be, we are going to have to do it because they're not listening to us. That's pretty evident. Obama looks at the great, all the great people of America with deaf ears. He doesn't hear what they say. Congress is the same way. You know, in all my years as an American, from the time I was old enough to realize what an American meant, what an American should stand for, from the time when I put on my combat gear and fought for my country in Vietnam, I've understood America. My parents raised me to love America to be a patriot to America. My whole family, down all the way to the Revolutionary War, have been patriots and stood for America and fought for it. But never have I ever seen the state of affairs our country's in today. I signed on way back in 1961 to serve my country. And I didn't stop serving it till late 1993. And I was in the Middle East, the Far East, Europe, you name it. I was there. Along with hundreds, sometimes thousands of other men doing the same thing, serving their country. Along with people like the New Zealanders, British, etc. I've had the opportunity, the, the most welcome opportunity to serve shoulder to shoulder with the British people, the people in the intelligence service of Britain, some of the most fantastic, smartest, intelligent, patriotic people I've ever had the opportunity to serve with. And I would bet you a dime to a dollar if you had an opportunity to sit down with any of those people, they would say the same thing I'm saying. Never seen our countries in the state of affairs they're in now. I never thought in a million years that we would have a president of the United States with the name Barack Hussein Obama Jr. I never thought in a million years that we would have a president that so hated his country. That we would have a president of the United States that hated the American people. That we would have a president that would try to destroy and bring down everything America stands for. And I would never have thought in a million years that we would have a Congress that was full of do-nothing, say-nothing, see-nothing people who were afraid of their own shadows, who lie to the American people constantly. This is not America. This is the new America, as the millenniums say. This is the way it is. I, for one, don't like it. My family doesn't like it. This is not America. This is not America. This is Gary Gatehouse with the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition, Anything Goes. We will be talking to you Monday. 
you go out and have good fun and party Friday and Saturday. Saturday night, take care of yourself. If you drink, take a cab home. Have someone else drive you home that didn't drink. Take care of yourself. We need you. Until Monday, God bless everyone.